You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Uh, by the way, Jesse, I'm sorry to cut you off. You were saying something as we went about to go live. So, no, you're good. <laughs> I, I shouldn't continue that. Um, I, heard, I heard part of it and I was like, okay, his mic got cut. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, maybe a preview of what's to come. So, <laughs> here's what's on the agenda tonight. Uh, we, the, Feature topic will be WandaVision. I realize it's only been a week since the last episode of WandaVision. Everybody's probably already talked out of it because that's how fast things move. But hey, the series is done, so let's talk about it. It was WandaVision all along. (laughs) But was it? That was a lie. Anyway, so there will be spoilers if you haven't caught up on WandaVision yet. I don't know how you would avoid (sighs) spoilers. Oh, man. At this point, no. No, yeah. Uh, and then also, we I know Melanie and I have watched a ton of movies, so we're going to try to run through that in a new old old news segment uh, in in our goal to our ever-failing uh, goal, our ever-failed <laughs> goal. I was going to say ever-expanding goal, but... <laughs> to You're keep not the, wrong to get the, yeah in our quest to make shorter episodes uh that we struggle with so hard i'm going to try to keep these to 2 minute reviews if that's enough time if it's not they'll be longer but uh, <laughs> yeah so recent viewing new old old new segment paul that's right hey paul what's going on um, because we've got a bunch of movies we're going to run through real quick, and so we're going to handle those. We used to call it recent reads, but we don't read anymore. <laughs> no, I only like things that do the work for me, like movies. I don't need my imagination when I'm watching a movie. Um, And then, you know, the classic segment, the best segment, we'll wrap it up with some Snyder Watch. We the time is limited on that Snyder Watch segment. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Hey, Savannah. Uh, because, sorry. I'm, I'm, I was done. Okay. What up from Melanie? Yep. Uh, are people like? Is there going to be Snyder Watch news after next week? Because, oh my goodness, I didn't. Uh, I didn't envision a world beyond Snyder Watch. <laughs> the way this year's been going i mean it seemed like it was never gonna actually happen mm-hmm. paul coming to an end he says uh, back back to the good old days when all i could think was it's gonna suck mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so let's let's jump right into it first off hey whoever's watching i see savannah i see paul uh what have you guys been watching anything and have you watched uh wandavision did you like it? Those are the things that I'm asking the chat today. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the key things we're talking about today. Uh, then release the Snyder Watch book. Really, wait, 
Oh, like a comic based on the Snyder Cut stuff? I know that's a thing that's happening. Really? Oh, no, the Snyder Watch book. Like we could just like we can write a book. a book about our Snyder Watch escapades, where we watched a video of Snyder skateboarding that one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a chronicle of our chronicles yeah of yeah oh cut. yeah of course okay i mean if okay. we want someone to draw it it won't be me but yes <laughs> i know there actually is a book about it in the works from i don't know just some some guy but uh there's also i believe dc was doing some comics based on the snyder universe uh Paul says, yes, WandaVision, and I've been watching Highlander. Been watching as in the Highlander series? Because that sounds like an ongoing viewing thing versus the movie. Because there can only be one. And that one is the first Highlander movie, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Because two is, was a hot mess. Is there a new Highlander series? No. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Well, just, just check in. There can be only one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> series. Highlander is a thing that honestly, if they remade Highlander, I know we're not, we're not doing a proper react at the news, but, um, oh, we already did it where we were talking about Edgar Wright, uh, remaking or doing a new version of running man. Mm -hmm. Highlander is a good movie, but I think it could be done. It could be remade in an interesting way. Unfortunate without Rutger Hauer. <laughs> no, it's going to be CGI James Dean as Rucker Hauer, of course. Okay, fair enough. I'm, um, I'm in. I'm in. They had me at that. I mean, I I don't think it would be good. It would it would be crap. But that's a premise that I think has enough legs that wasn't totally explored as much as it could. I'm going to need two CGI characters: CGI James Dean and CGI Sean Connery. Right. Then I'm in. I redacted my original being in, and now I have to be in more conditionally. Uh, Christopher Lambert, but he has to be playing the role as Raiden from the Mortal Kombat movie from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a lot more cocksure in that. So, right. The confidence matters. So, when you're God of Lightning, Paul says there is a legit Snyder book coming out. Sean O'Connell is the author, and boy, is it controversial. I actually have whatever. Not I'm sure it was there all along. <laughs> Did they buy the book? And then he's like, "Yeah, no, it's done. <laughs> I'm just gonna need two million dollars to finish it." <laughs> Paul says, "Watching the old Highlander series." Okay, I never got into it. That was like a USA channel type show or something. I don't know if it was on USA, but it felt like that budget, you know, that like mm -hmm. basic cable production back. I, that's a little bit different now because you actually back get when some, it was like, like we're going to need two thousand dollars to finish it. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> cable shows now are different. Just thinking about some of the stuff that like basic cable shows like uh, FX definitely yeah. puts money into their productions or at least they did i don't know what they're doing these days but mm -hmm. legion definitely looked like money sometimes for sure yeah um okay let me consult my notes i'm I'm very curious about your recent reviews jesse uh so do you want to kick one off 
You want to kick uh, off sure. all of this? I mean, whatever's because I mean, <laughs> right off, right off the top, I, I we've only been gone one week, right? Yeah. By the way, you know what? Pin that for just a moment. Yeah, we missed last week, and since we missed last week, first off, we have to say happy birthday, Jesse. Happy birthday, Jesse. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. We also have to say happy anniversary to Melanie and I. Happy anniversary to you, baby. Which means that it is a birthday versary. You're mm-hmm. right. And it was also the anniversary of the Grolix podcast itself. Mm-hmm. We got that seven year itch. <laughs> <laughs> birthday versary trifecta. The seven year itch. <laughs> birthday versary trisecta. We got that seven year itch. And there's no cream for it. No. no. <laughs> going to take a shot. Oh, Paul says he's watching Highlander series for research purposes. Hashtag bullspit. Oh, oh is that spoiler? That, I, he's throwing out spoilers <laughs> for his show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. That's good. I mean, yeah, we though. did ask. We did ask. So you yeah. should check out Bullspit with Moose because, especially if you like Highlander stuff, there may be something coming. Right. Well. All right. Sorry to cut you off there, Jesse. So what were you saying? Uh, <laughs> shot to the heart and you're to blame. Mm-hmm. Gave love. Bad name. Wait, what's... Okay. So what is the drinking... What is the, what's the game tonight? <laughs> Are you, is it like, <laughs> I don't know yet. Is it Bon Jovi lyrics or something? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. No. Uh, so <laughs> anyways, uh, you know, the seven year itch, we can't clear it up with a shot. Uh, oh, right, I got right. a shot. I got a oh. shot. So that, that's, that's the segue. Yeah. Uh, so I got a shot. I got the Johnson and Johnson uh, one and done. COVID-19 mm-hmm. vaccination and it's really in what spoilers way? that well basically in the side effects way uh now I don't know maybe you guys have heard different things but like I have not heard from anyone from mm-hmm. anyone mm-hmm. that's gotten the vaccine that they didn't have side effects really okay mm-hmm. maybe maybe there are people out there that aren't having side effects but Everyone I'm talking to has had side effects. And I'm not saying that's a reason not to get the vaccine. It's just a reason to plan ahead. That's Mm -hmm. a reason to plan ahead. And I did. And Mm -hmm. I did. But I I went full man flu on this baby. So so, uh, I got the vaccine uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon at like 4 o'clock. And I was good for like almost 10 hours on the nose, which I had had. Uh, previous warning from super friend of the show, Axton. We've mm-hmm. we've talked to Axton in the past. We've talked about Axton in the past. He got it on Saturday, and ten hours later, he felt awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, ten hours later, I had chills, like mm-hmm. body racking chills and a fever, and then I had a low grade fever or just a regular fever for basically the mo- the most part of the next day. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was uh, that was an experience. So that's my review of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. I was going to say, recent I love review. that you led the recent reviews with COVID nineteen vaccine. Uh, hey, it's not political. No. It's just how we're living right now. <laughs> I I have actually, it's not me, but I have an opposite review. Just because, okay, my sister 
Jennifer is like the world's biggest hypochondriac. She always thinks she's dying of something. I love her to death, but it's it's just it's she's like she'll call me at three o'clock in the morning. I think I'm having a heart attack, and I'm like, no, you're not, Jenny. Go back to sleep because she's not because she never is. Um, she's just always thinks she is. She actually she got it on Saturday, and she has been fine. And I was really surprised because I was waiting for her to be like, I'm dying, but she didn't. And I and that's weird because I actually have some other friends that have gotten it and they did they also had some reactions um and so for her not to was just kind of amazing to me well hmm. there we go there's confirmation that there is someone that has not had side effect reactions so mm-hmm. but in general plan for pe- feeling like crap yeah, for about a day still plan on it still plan on it especially if you're getting the J and J I don't you know like the other ones I've heard l- much lesser reactions because you're getting kind of like part of it and then the other part of it but jj uh-huh. is one and done so stands to reason that might be a little more intense and it right. was it sucked i don't even know when i'd be up i'm since i never leave the house i'm assuming i'm pretty low priority <laughs> and <laughs> i worked remotely before all this so yeah. i have no idea when that when that's on my horizon it does feel good to have it like check that box Mm-hmm. It didn't. It was not awesome, but it's over. So right, mm-hmm. it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things. I really haven't done anything in terms of like watching new media because I, I thought we had been off for two weeks in a row. We haven't. It was only a week. Right. Uh, it felt like a, it was a long one though. It, was it a did. Long it was like a lot of things happened in that week mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, so I basically just read old Daredevil comics instead of watching television. Um, so there's that. I don't know, like old, like typhoid Mary. I was, I was right. You know, we had been talking about that back when daredevil season three hit, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I started the typhoid Mary storylines and it's, it's a long, it's a long arc. So I went back to it cause I just was in the mood too. And, uh, it's interesting what watching and reading those old things. So, mm-hmm. And then the last thing is for my birthday, I often like splurge and get something ridiculous that I have no merit in buying. And so I got this obsidian blacks, uh, this black obsidian silver surfer figure. He's got the Thor hammer. He has the Thor hammer. Wow. It even has the inscription on it. It's awesome. I have no business buying this other than it's, flipping rad yeah it is is pretty rad for sure so i mean other than that i have no business buying this because i don't know what storyline this is from (laughs) (laughs) i never read a storyline where he had thor's hammer and he was obsidian uh i actually had to ask ben krueger our good friend ben uh where where in the crud this storyline happened and so i will be reading it but i don't know but i bought it on you know, judge a book by its cover alone, because that's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And that's all I got. Do you think we're ever going to get a Silver Surfer in the MCU? I hope so, but it's got to be so much better than the last one we got. And right. and we had, we had, uh, well, not Neo, we had Morpheus himself as the Silver Surfer. Like, how do you mess that up? Oh, that's right. Same way you mess up Doctor Doom. Right, right. By involving that Doctor Doom. Uh, well, I think that's a decent segue into, so since 
yeah, we the last episode we did was on the 25th of last month. Um, so it's been two weeks. I mean, we missed just one episode, but it's been two weeks. Uh, and we, like I mentioned, Melanie and I, wa- Melanie and I watched a bunch of movies, including conveniently starting with wait, where'd my timer go? Two minute, two minute timer going. Uh, Spider Man Far From Home. I don't think we talked about this. No. We, finally, I mean, I don't know I don't why. So. Oh man, so yeah. Long, but we finally got to, to Spider Man. Buckle up, Far From friends. Home. <laughs> True uh, believers, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, I liked the first one. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it quite a bit. In fact, Thor Ragnarok aside, I think that Spider-Man movies might be my favorite that are tied into the MCU. Mm-hmm. They're just fun. Yeah, which yeah. is a pro. It's Spider-Man, so that's totally appropriate. Mm-hmm. Should be, should be fun. Yeah, yeah. Tom I, Holland, man. Mm. Tom Holland's good, and, and I'll get back to him later, but. I really liked, I, okay, so Mysterio, you know, the villain, it's a little, it's a little, I guess, interesting take on him, but I loved how kind of meta it was. First off, the movie is like, Tony, we love Tony, where's Tony, you know? So then, of course, the villain's like, F Tony, and it's just a group of people who hated Tony Stark. And, <laughs> and it's so- like the hashtag too soon group. Like, <laughs> I, we're like, yes. we've been waiting forever for that guy to die. Mm-hmm. And I also loved that the villain of this superhero movie is essentially just a dude in a mocap suit. How perfect. It's so, such I mean, a spoilers, meta. spoilers, guys. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, Spoilers. if you know anything about Mysterio, that shouldn't surprise you too much. Right. But even if you don't, because I don't, and I was like, hmm, he's a bad guy, isn't he? Oh, I love that you <laughs> weren't 100% sold at first as like you didn't know for sure that he was a villain, but it is pretty obvious to see where it's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry for that spoiler, but it's great. It's great when it's just like he's even just wearing a mocap suit. It's just like, yeah, that is what they look like. And it's great. Time's up. And he's kind of a diva too. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I he's I like what's his name? It's Jake G- it, Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I like him anyway in certain roles, and this was a good one um, mm-hmm. for him. I think he fit it well. Yeah. Best possible rendition of Mysterio because I had my doubts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like just like making him the main villain of anything. He can be done so well, and I have a. I have a fondness and appreciation for that character, but he could be done so poorly. Uh, I actually have a fondness and appreciation for Electro, and then Jamie Foxx happened. And I don't blame Jamie Foxx because that dude can act. I blame whoever the heck wrote that nonsense. Right, right. I mean, yeah, in situations like that, it's it's not... I mean, the actor's just signed on for whatever, but uh, sometimes just the creative vision is flawed, you know, the interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I give that four stars. I liked it a lot. I don't know if I would go that high, but it was, it was good. You seem to enjoy it more than I w- would have expected. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing at our one YouTube question. <laughs> I did mention Friday, five nights at Freddy's in the thing, didn't I? Hey, Michelle, I honestly couldn't answer that question. I'll put it up on the screen for people. Um, I don't know. I'm not that familiar with Five Nights at Freddy's. I mean, as a cis male, 
There's like only two options, right? Are there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are there? Are they sexy? Bon, <laughs> Bonnie or Chica, right? Isn't that it? Dude, I have I've never played it. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But M- Michelle, thank you for your question because you set up the perfect segue. The next movie Melanie and I watched was Willy's Wonderland, which is related in that it is kind of like they're like, let's make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, except we're not going to bother to buy the license, so we have to change it a bit. It's, I mean, Five Nights at Freddy's is in itself not the most original thing. It's creepy animatronic. It's animatronic. It's showbiz pizza, but things are wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is showbiz pizza anyway. I'm sorry. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. those animatronics never worked. Who are we kidding? Or Chuck E. Cheese for anyone who's not nearly as old as us. That we're old, but rock and fire explosion. <laughs> but Willie's Wonderland is no, I did not. Oh, yeah. Savannah asked if you ever finished Resident Alien. I don't know what the, what is that. Oh, I watched the very first episode of that. That was a good pilot, or whatever. what is what's it on sci fi? And it's uh, Alan Tudyk as an alien that's having to uh pretend to be a doctor or something. Mm-hmm. Savannah highly recommends it. Oh, and I'm going to hit hit my timer here. Okay, uh, Willy's Wonderland. Like I said, Five Nights at Freddy's, basically, that's kind of the idea. That's Or that's the setting. It's, you know, creepy, run-down old place. Guy has to work there, you know, through a situation. He has to work there overnight. <laughs> that guy happens to be Nicolas Cage. He has no dialogue. He's the main character. Mm-hmm. Says nothing. The entire movie. It's okay. It should be better even if they just even if they made like went worse with it it would be better there's just certain things like when the first spoilers animatronic animatronic creature whatever attacks it's so like there's no build up to it there's no like attempt to be suspenseful there's no nothing it's just like the stupid bird thing runs up to him and it's like oh, and the camera like they do the thing where it they speed up the camera so it's like oh, and then Nicolas Cage just turns around and beats the crap out of him. And like, that's the big, like it's happening. I mean, it's like, we're watching the movie. We know it's going to happen, but at least pretend like mm-hmm. wine us, a li- wine and dine us a little bit before you just jump in there. So wait, yeah. this is a movie, mm-hmm. it's a movie. It's based off of a video game. What? This whole, the whole conceit is jump scares. And it can't nail the jump scare? Oh, no. no. Oh, no. There's like, yeah. I, I don't know if there's any jump scares in this really. I, I don't think there is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> right. The, the biggest jump scares are when Nicolas Cage goes on break, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's intriguing. Paul, Paul had messaged me after he said, because right now you can watch it, but it's just a rental. Um, Paul had messaged and asked if it was worth the twenty dollars because it's a twenty dollar rental, and I was like, mm. "It should be, it should be worth it." But, or maybe not twenty dollar rental. Maybe it's just for digital purchase. I don't know. But uh, but it's 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 entertaining. Not worth twenty dollars in my opinion. Uh, and that's primarily an execution. And then every character that's not Nicolas Cage, and mind you, he has no dialogue. Every character that's not him just sucks they're just not good characters like it's just pretty lame um but it it also has a questionable moment this is a little bit spoilers but not really a a moment when i'm like 
Mm, I don't think that's legal. How old is that girl? But that's just, you know. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, the Nicolas Cage character himself, like it's Nicolas Cage, but it's, it's, it's a mix of like, I don't know. It's intriguing what they do with him. You never get like any information about him, but for this is going to be slight spoilers as well. But for example, he he's put in a situation. So he's working and then he takes a break every so often. He's got a timer and he is dedicated to taking that break. Regardless what else is happening. Some kids are being murdered by animatronics. His timer goes off. He stops, walks away and goes, takes his break. Doesn't care. Oh, Plays a pinball, drinks his punch soda or whatever it is, his energy drink, and then his breaks up. Then he goes and starts like attacking the things. So that's interesting, but it's like kind of also why. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it because he doesn't talk and nobody there knows him. It never really explores any of his backstory or his character even really at all. So, yeah, so that's fun. That's probably my favorite part of it. Oh. Well, there you go, Jesse. I guess you only have one choice. Chica it is, is I guess. I mean, they're robots, so I don't know. And if they're robots, is does well, gender really matter? No. Um. <laughs> well, I guess not. Uh, the robots. I will say that this. What was it? What is it? Willy's Wonderland. At least has two females in it. So. Oh, shame on you, FNAF. <laughs> Get your act together. You're if right, Bonnie is a guy then <laughs> you got work to do representation matters and why is the only chick called chica and basically wears like a boomers kind of outfit kind of thing what's mm. that about that's hmm that's questionable. Really stereotypical yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of wrong okay we also watched oh and just because i gave it two and a half stars almost three i was entertained if it was better, solid three stars. <laughs> if it was better, I would have rated it better. <laughs> if it were better, I'd give it a middle of the road. Middle of the road. <laughs> As it is, I enjoyed it, but it's not amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I am not sure what you could do to make it better, but it could have been better. Uh, Bill and Ted, face the music. We finally watched it. Oh, my God. You hadn't seen it. We no. had not seen it yet. Does it live up to the hype? Because, like... It released at a time where we needed joy so badly that it could have been utter crap and we all would have loved it. Mm-hmm. Right. We did. Cause we that's did one of the, I mean, I guess there were a couple, but that's like in my mind, I don't know how much attention it actually got. One of the higher profile movies that actually did release last year. Right. Mm-hmm. Michelle, some of them have breasts. You are Robots? on this topic. <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm increasingly, we were just, Melanie and I were just talking about Keanu Reeves last night. I'm increasingly concerned about his health, but, um, Keanu's okay. The other guy was amazing. Alex Winter was amazing. He He just slipped right into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, and that's something I was saying last night is like, how does, how is it? He, how is it? Bill had all the charisma and Keanu didn't in this, like, but whatever, you know, I guess they're aging. The characters appropriately are dealing with getting older as well. Well, also mm-hmm. like Ted has got the most doubts in this movie too. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, 
think, yeah, they kind of leaned into his older demeanor better, mm-hmm. you know, in the story. They, they did that. Okay. Um, tonally. Yeah. It's, it fits. It was fun. The end was a little like, uh, I don't know. I'm not, cra- I wasn't crazy. I about mean, the they're end. all, but I mean, if you think about them critically, they all end that way. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like on stage, San Dimas, high school rules, high school football rules, you know, like there's <laughs> right. that whole thing. And then there's the God gave rock and roll to us. We're kiss now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, as, like they all end that way. Okay. Our time's up. But as a purely, uh, essentially fan service movie like i think it's pretty good it does Mm -hmm. well i like the daughters but i kind of wish they would have with how alex winter and keanu reeves played their characters where they're still bill and ted but it's not like they weren't quite as amped up i kind of wish the daughters would have pulled back their impersonations basically a little Mm -hmm. bit um but whatever they're fine the one chick's the babysitter that and that's what i forever refer to her as and she's great so yeah, I, I the one comment I'm gonna add about this is, I wish they would have made them their own. I mean, be their daughters, but be their own people and not little female caricatures of them. And it would have made the movie more interesting. I think the one the one thing I'll say on top of that though is that they're far more intelligent than either of their fathers. That's because they're women. So <laughs> yeah, no, I did. <laughs> I did that. They they really were more intelligent, and there they was... get music. And even mm-hmm. though, like, the people that they cast is, like, the some of the musicians they went back was, like, kind of, like, really? Okay. That's a weird. It's not the best. But there and technically slight spoilers, like, none of that really mattered. Like, none of that really had an effect. It wasn't necessary. But there were some fun scenes. Like, when Jimmy, when they show up to pick up, was it Mozart or Beethoven? Who did they go? It was Mozart. Mozart. And Jimi Hendrix like is playing the guitar out there. They're kind of having like a musical duel. I yes, love that part. That was, that was awesome. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, well, it's and then fun. they they uh, was it they they lure the one the cave maybe it was the caveman out uh, because he's playing like he's playing the riff from Extreme on the very first movie soundtrack. What on really? the flute? Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm, believe so i believe it was the extreme riff and it was but it was being played on a flute and it was like well i'm gonna follow you i'm gonna be the drummer <laughs> yeah and i really sorry okay it ran with uh, we're bill and ted i knew this was gonna be it's one of the ones that ted. would take a little bit more time <laughs> it's about time uh so oh <laughs> um it's kind of, I guess, a riff on the second movie to where the second movie it was evil versions of them but they were robots in this one. It's literally just them, but the future of them are they're jerks. And I love how like <laughs> kind of scuzzy and underhanded they are from just yeah. like a couple years of the future. And it's, it's not evil robots. It's just them in the future. And that's right. I enjoyed that. Concept. Just because they can't solve their own problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, yeah. Well, they're like, he's got a gun pointed at him. Not even thinking about like what that would mean. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's the most Bill and Ted way to handle things, really. Yeah. Like, I don't care. They even say, they're like, it, it'll all make sense in the end. And it's like, well, it's like, don't worry about plot holes. It's <laughs> <laughs> not why we're here. <laughs> we set up the cage. We set up the guns, dude. <laughs> <laughs> why? 
Why did you set up a cage? <sighs> did you have any? Did you guys have anything else you wanted to say about Bill and Ted? I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but it was just because it was the ray of light we needed at that moment in time. So, did it hold up? Was it okay? It was. It was okay. But I'm gonna. I'm going to venture a guess that it was okay because I grew up watching Bill and Ted. I think if if it, we just took some kid from now and had them watch it, they'd be like, "What is this?" You know what right. I mean? Yeah, it's definitely not. I mean, any of the Bill and Ted's for I don't know what a kid now would think of them. I would assume if they're a kid, they'd still get some enjoyment out of them. But it definitely does not stand on its own. I don't think. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I I think given time. Because right now it's like, oh, it was so, so much joy. It was so much light in a moment of darkness. But given time, it's like, does it hold up to the first or even the second one? Because I love me the second one. I can watch mm-hmm. the second one on its own. Um, I don't I don't know that it holds up. Mm-hmm. Paul says his daughter loved it. Was she familiar with the other two? I mean, I, I guess it doesn't matter. She, she's a kid. So, okay, interesting. Well, I would think they're goofy enough. They're not necessarily cartoony, but they are more along the lines of, you know, it's it's got a goofy, over-the-top feel, all the movies do, that I think would appeal to kids, Uh even if it's not necessarily of their time. Uh It had me at hello because it was Bill and Ted, but two will probably always be my favorite because it's just so bonkers. It's just so out-of-control weird. Speaking of the sequel being the better movie randall do you remember something else that we watched yeah yeah i do i do (laughs) okay you want to get to that one yeah all right well what what i i only vaguely melanie what did we watch tell me about it and why we we watched it we watched adam's family values because i made randall watch it because he had never seen it and i never seen it i feel it is superior to the original it's too legit to quit i do love it but The the second one is definitely my favorite. So Adam Family Values, I love it. I love John Cusack. I love all of it. And I don't think Randall's as impressed with it as he should have been. But so I am surprised I hadn't seen it because I loved the first one when I I was obviously a kid when it came out. The the, the first movie based on the Adam's Family TV show, you know, that came out in the nineties. And I'd seen that movie a million times. And yes, too legit to quit. And I was even telling Melanie, I was like, if this movie doesn't have the Adam's Family rap song. It ain't it ain't crap, and it did have an Adam's Family rap song at the end. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the one that this was created. Yeah. Oh man, people are outraged. Paul <laughs> says what? <laughs> Savannah, you've this never gonna seen be, Adam's gonna be Family the rest Values. Of the show. WTF? I had seen enough of the stuff in clips that I thought maybe I'd seen it, but I wasn't sure. I don't recall ever sitting down and watching the whole thing, and I don't think I did ever sit down and watch the whole thing because this was. A first time watch for me. I know it is surprising. Um, I think the only one I haven't seen is the Tim Curry one. Oh, he was in an Adams Family movie, wasn't he? Debbie. Um, I love Debbie. Yes, Vanis is Debbie, Debbie, though. So, all right, listen, it was good. There's actually a lot of this is, I think, and the first one too, but maybe more so this one. It's been a long time since I watched the first one. They're Adam's family. It's goofy. It's cartoony. So yes, it's going to appeal to kids. But I was actually kind of surprised at how much of the actual humor 
is not for kids at all. Like the most mm-hmm. of the dialogue and the little jokes, they're not even, they're just, just not for kids. Like there's some dirty, gross jokes in this. That's not outright <laughs> vulgar, but it's like, do some of the, I love the weird, family values is in the name of this. Some of the weird <laughs> kind of off the cuff sex jokes with Fester, uncle Fester, mm-hmm. super creepy. Yeah. Real creepy. Lloyd, friends. Oh, man. Uh, Wait, can I the the line? I love this is one of my favorite parts for two from the movie where Savannah uh, mentions the uh, girl says, "I'll play the victim," and <laughs> Wednesday replies, "All your life." That that got a big laugh out of me. Uh, I yeah, that I liked the camp stuff. The I think. Where I don't know that I like it, I don't know if I'd call it better than the first, is because it had the camp premise, which was okay. It had the Debbie stuff, and yes, the Debbie character was very interesting, um, but it, it almost mirrored a little bit too much the whole, is Uncle Fester Uncle Fester, or is it just somebody trying to get Uncle Fester's money? It kind of mirrored the like, just somebody trying to get Fester's money, the Adams family money. And so I wasn't super wild about that on its own, but like it's it's still different enough. But the two parts, things would just happen that I felt like it just felt like more like a couple ideas loosely strung along than nicely interwoven, like maybe the first movie was a little bit. For example, I don't remember why there's dance scenes in the first one, but there are, and I feel like they were appropriate. In this one, there's a dance scene just because they went out to to eat, and we got to have a dance scene. It just it felt <laughs> a little se- sequel itisy, you know. Where okay, the dance scene thing is probably a good criticism because the dance scene and the first one is because Fester has come home and Gomez is so overjoyed that he throws a party. And I get though, like the first one had the benefit of it's also kind of reintroduce like introducing the Adams family to viewers. So like they have, there's that built in, like just them being there is enough of a premise to run with for most of the movie and have it feel cohesive. Um, and this one, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It was entertaining though. It was way better than that. Adams family CGI movie looked to me looked I'm judging a movie by its trailer on that one. I was not interested in that CGI movie that came out like 2019, maybe. Yeah. Um, I just don't think you have enough love of Joan Cusack. If you did, it would it, you would very easily see this pretty great. for the gem it is. So my favorite thing in this movie is Morticia Adams' face light. Every scene <laughs> she's lit where she it's like she's in shadow, but she's got the light across her face, across her eyes. You know, yep, that kind of like creepy lighting they do. Every scene where she'll be standing next to a character where they're normally lit and she's still like in shadow with light across her eyes. And it became a game, not a game, but it became a thing I'd watch where I'd be like, okay, does she have it in this scene? Yep. Every scene. The only time she didn't have it is when she was walking across the room. And by the time she'd hit her mark and turn, boom, face light is there. And I was like, (laughs) I love that detail. I love that. They were like every, if she's on camera, she's got to be lit that way. She's going to be washed out white. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. And even he mentioned to me because he had already noticed this at the beginning of the show or the movie. Uh, at one point, I think it's 
when Fester and uh, Debbie are supposed to be falling in love, and I think maybe they're in the cemetery even. I don't know. But she does this, like, oh, she, like, falls back. And then she also has the light, like, just right there, you know, in that line across. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, real quick, just a... What? Let me just pull up a screen share here. Just so people, I mean, I think people know what we're talking about, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's every scene in the movie. Oh, yeah. She's lit like that. And it's, it's fantastic. And I don't remember, maybe they did that in the first one too, but I don't remember for sure. But in this one, like they even, she, they go to the hospital because she's going to have a baby at the beginning and she's on, like they're rolling her down the thing and it cuts to her as she's laying on the, uh, the gurney or whatever. And she's got it. And, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. It's good. That was my favorite thing. So, three and a half. Three and a half. (laughs) Oh, Oh, better than middle of the road. Better than middle of the road. I could maybe go four. I don't know. I I think it maybe does get pink. It does have an Adam's family wrap. I, Mm -hmm. I, you're right. Maybe that on its own. And we found that extra half star to go to four. We also found out that Isaac from Children of the Corn, if you're a Children of the Corn fan, uh, He's a little creepy preacher boy uh, that dies in the first one and then comes back in like the sixth. He plays cousin it. Yeah, huh. in both in both those movies. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, I just wouldn't have he an appropriately creepy character uh, like act. Well, maybe he's not creepy in real life, but in a creepy a good creepy casting for a character that you just never even see. So I uh-huh. appreciated that. Yeah, know. unlike Snoop Dogg, twenty nineteen. Oh, really? Is he in? Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. I believe that's who the cast is it. Oh. Does he talk? I don't know. I haven't seen uh, it yet. So why would they, they cast anybody? I don't they know. Just need somebody to go. Wah, 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 wah. No, yeah, and I'm sure they I'm sure they snoop dog it up, though. He's way too to. tall. He's way too tall to be. Well, yeah, but well, I mean, CGI, CGI. So he's just right. Yeah, oh. It's just his voice. Oh, OK. That's why, OK. That's, what makes it more ridiculous? Why cast Snoop Dogg as a character whose voice is right? Okay, I have one last thing to say, and it's just I'm responding to Savannah, Malibu Barbie, because that's the best. God, it's the best line. Anyway. Okay. Speaking of Spider Man, uh, the devil all the time. <laughs> oh, because Tom Holland. Oh. Uh. Savannah says, "Ugh, get out with get out with the 2019 Adams family. It's like Blues Brothers 2000. They don't freaking count. I mean, they exist, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna watch them. Right. Uh, speaking of movies, I've never actually watched. at least 2000. I think was supposed to be a sequel. This right. one's a cartoon. Uh, yeah, the Tom Holland Devil All the Time. This is one I watched on my own." Uh, it's a Netflix. I think is it a Netflix original movie? I believe so. Um, it is not a superhero nothing type movie. Well, it's not a superhero movie. It is one of the most bleak <laughs> movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I also gave this three and a half stars, like Adam's Family Values. So it's just as good as that. No, except mm. it doesn't have a rap. That's not how my. It doesn't have a rap. It is it is a drama, uh, and it is. Although I would argue there's elements of revenge movie in there, um, but it's like basically there's a couple of good people in it, 
and a whole bunch of like psychopaths and just crazy Southern Christians. It's it's basically, it's the, it's really it's all about people that are way too Christian or like Christian in a crazy way or people mm-hmm. that are good people, but they're going to get screwed over by the, by the crazy Christians. And it's, it's all about that. Like I mentioned Christian specifically because it is all about that. If you're like, I don't know, overly sensitive to Christianity being portrayed a certain way, maybe don't watch it. Um, and it's not, it doesn't say anything about the religion itself. It's, it's just about people. And mm-hmm. some people are, are evil <laughs> essentially. Um, I liked it. It's a, it's, it's, it's not amazing. Uh, it kept my interest, but it is a little slow at times. Uh, Tom Holland's okay in it, but he just kind of, he plays it very kind of solemn and a little over the top with like a, with his Southern accent and just the way he holds his mouth and whatever. It's the kind of a typical portrayal of that, uh, type character. Um, it also has sparkly vampire Batman in it. And I, I don't know. I can't, I can't tell if he's a good actor or not. I don't know. I don't understand what he's doing. (laughs) The the voice he uses in this movie is super like stereotypical, but also weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just reading comments. I'll leave that one for the comment (laughs) section. Um, Because we just watched him in the lighthouse a few weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. In which I was also like, "Is what's he doing with his voice? It's all over the place. Sometimes he sounds like he's doing this accent. Sometimes he's doing another. And in this movie, in my opinion, his accent is ridiculous. Um, he's not a big part in it. Who am I talking about? What's his name? Oh, what is his name? His real name? The guy that I'm talking about, yeah. Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson, thank you. It yep. slipped my mind. Um, but anyway, if you're down for a drama or something like that... Um, it goes exactly where you think it's going to go consistently, but it's not disappointing about it. Whoa, crazy glitch, Jesse, for a moment. Yeah, and it got really dark in your room. It's like, I'm worried I'm worried something's coming to sacrifice you or something. <laughs> it's because we started talking about crazy Christians and stuff. You had to get on there. <laughs> That's what will happen. No, it's really it's it's so interesting because it's it's rare that and maybe I'm totally missing the point, but because again, it's not about the religion, it's about the people, but it's so rare to like come watch a thing where it's like this movie has a chip on its shoulder for Christians that like dis like are not good Christians and not like who distort what a religion should be. It's got a big chip on its shoulder. Um, anyway. But is it saved with Mandy Moore? That's a good one. But that's a totally different vibe. It's like a Christian camp gone wrong. Oh, the double feature. We'll double feature it up. <laughs> oh, GCU GCU. That Here we go. I, I liked it though. I think it's inter- it's interesting. Watch a trailer. If 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 the trailer totally puts you off, don't watch it because it's pretty much that tone the whole movie. Um Okay, we got to blow through these next ones. Yep. Atomic Blonde, Melanie and I watched, which came out in 2017, mm-hmm. based on a comic book series, I believe, uh, which, although it's not called Atomic Blonde, and I don't remember who wrote it offhand. 
Uh, but it's basically like, you know, it's an action. It's like a sexy stylized, like 80s stylized action spy thing. Mm-hmm. Like a faux uh, anime movie. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. Um, starring uh, Charlize Theron and James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. And like there's their undercover spies. <laughs> but I think I don't think I mean, really, when you watch it, none of the undercover spies are good at being undercover. Everybody always opinion. knows what they're doing. Right. Like we discussed this, like the, uh, what the a character goes over to another person's house and they spend the night and then whatever and they leave. And then immediately, like people from like three different sides are like, oh, what were you doing with that person? Like, like you, you're a spy. How, how, <laughs> how do those people even know what you were doing? Yeah. But it, what, hold on. I have information. Oh, also John Goodman was in it. I was like, oh, yeah. the, the, I guess 2017, I guess that's within the, the, there needs to be a good name for the John Goodman Renaissance. Cause you know, McConaughey <laughs> had the McConaissance or whatever. <laughs> How about the the good years, the years, <laughs> I mean, the Goodman years? I feel, I feel like the Goodman years are behind him, but uh, that's that was mean, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna debate that though. He's he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> he's done great things. Mm-hmm. He looked good in this movie. Some movies he looks less good. Uh, based on a 2012 graphic novel of the coldest city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's set during uh the week or so maybe a couple weeks where the berlin wall fell down which i found kind of interesting because you know it's a little piece of history that we lived through um but also you know the lead characters a female strong female lead and she's one of my girl crushes so i i obviously like it a lot um and you know yeah fun spy movie that's my opinion of it yeah, Savannah says Atomic Blonde had so much Bowie music. It was so good. It did have a lot of yeah, you're right. I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I give it three and a half, which was my going rate apparently <laughs> this last week. Um I thought it was entertaining. It's not amazing, and there are some things that are just like what I mean, just characters that don't even make sense, but totally entertaining. It's a fun yeah. popcorn watch, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Great fight scenes. Kind of, yeah, fantastic fight scenes. Kind of underrated, I'd say, because I don't think it was very well received. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I enjoyed it. It's a good, it's a good strong woman movie. You know what else is a good strong woman movie? No, tell me. Uh, A Promising Young Woman that I made Randy watch. Yes, I remember you talking about this before. She did make me watch it. Actually, we did, we did a double feature of Atomic Blonde and Promising Young Woman. Mm -hmm. Um, Promising Young Woman does what the black Christmas recent remake wanted to do, except it actually does it and it does it good. Um, Uh Yeah. Promising young woman. I give this one four stars was fantastic. And I mentioned the black Christmas movie because the, these are like the perfect example of how to do the like women. I don't know what's the term of victimization, but basically women affected by college date rape. Mm-hmm. How you do it good and how you fail at it. And Black Christmas is how you fail at it, in my opinion. And Promising Young Woman is how you do it good. Even though, like, because Black Christmas, I was like, yeah, it's all about it. And that's like the drives the entire character. And in this movie, it's like, well, the movie is all about this. And it does drive the whole character. But it's a good movie. The yeah. characters are interesting. 
and uh, it's not wildly unrealistic, even though there are elements where it's like the t- uh, just how things play out. But I don't know. Yeah, it was really good. It was interesting. Melanie, what would you, I mean, I guess drama thriller. I don't even know for sure what you'd call it. Um, Romantic comedy at times. Yeah. <laughs> Which made me real nervous. As soon as I was like, <laughs> oh, they're doing a meet cute. This is not going to go well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like there's some humor. There's a lot of humor in it still. That's pretty good. I thought mm-hmm. um, dark but, most of it, but still right. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. I think this is a movie that generally mm-hmm. has been received. Well, I've heard yeah. good things. So out of a million faces, did it rock them all? Uh, no. Brady said I couldn't show it to my seven year old. Oh, well, it was, I get why you wanted to show it to your seven year old niece, but I was like, Give her a couple more years, man. She doesn't okay. be okay. So it's not gory, it's not even like visually explicit. It's just the themes mm-hmm. are real heavy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a parent. I'll say it. I don't mm-hmm. have children, so I don't know. Maybe it is appropriate for a seven year old girl. But from what I've observed of your niece, give her a couple years. I don't think she really needs to worry about. Not that she doesn't need to worry, but she doesn't. That's something that I don't think exists in her world yet. Well, I mean, I don't know what you mean. And in that context, maybe it doesn't exist, but I'm just going to say, and I'm sure it's maybe true with boys these days, even too. But nowadays it it doesn't matter how young you are, the fear or the, the fear of the threat that is out there for everybody is, you know, that right away. Like they, they're like the street because I don't want somebody to come snatch me up and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, or at least here, that's how it is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying the threat doesn't exist for her or that she shouldn't be aware that there is a threat, but I feel like mm-hmm. maybe specifics as portrayed in this movie are not necessarily ideas. She does. She, she needs to be that concerned with this, this year. I don't know. I know. And I, I have issues, you know, knowing what's appropriate. Like has been pointed out in previous episodes, I watched Hellraiser and showed it to other younger children when I was a small child myself. So, I mean, Hellraiser, that's that is one of the threats that children should be aware of as Hellraiser, <laughs> just in general. Uh, Matt asked, did, did we watch the double feature on International Women's Day? Uh, no, no, the weekend before we, we were too busy eating Burger King that day. <laughs> Because Burger King knows what to tell women on International Women's Day. Yeah, clearly. God. Wow. How? How? In case you don't know what we're talking about, Burger King, Burger King UK specifically, they're marketing like they they had a marketing campaign for International Women's Day. Women belong in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. How do you guys, how did, how did this get past somebody going, Oh, no, but yeah, really, what are we doing? So many people see these things. Either, either so many people see these things before they go live, or, or, and this is a horrible oversight, there's one person in control of the Twitter, and they don't have to think. It no, wasn't even just Twitter, though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was a full marketing campaign. They ran full-page ads in magazines and newspapers and had flyers they were giving out. In big letters, <laughs> women belong in the kitchen. And then a bunch of small print about how what they're talking about is these 
$25,000 worth of scholarships they're giving to women for, to, to like progress their careers as fast food cooks. Like what? Mm -hmm. Fox news thinks that, that Dr. Seuss is being canceled. This is like a perfect storm follow-up. Oh man. They think it, it's not really happening. Anyone that's paying attention knows it's not actually happening, but they think it's happening. Just, just for clarity's sake here, mm -hmm. uh, but this, this is a perfect storm because they can say, "Oh well, we're in a culture where you, you have to say that we have to include everyone, but then if you say we're going to include everyone, you're canceled." Yeah, perfect storm. That's how they'll spin it. Mark my words. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they have. I don't know how they reported on it. I haven't heard about it yet, but I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure. Yeah. They're on it right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, our two-minute reviews only took an hour. Oh. So. Also, I've been watching. Yeah, and I took 15 minutes with my nonsense, so. Dude, there's no. I mean, we, there were too many. Bill and Ted, Spider-Man, just uh, yeah. Willie, Willie's Wonderland, just those alone. There's no way we we're getting through all this. You know, yeah. 20 minutes. Um, Atlanta. I want to throw that out one more time. I don't have much to say, but it, it's a Hulu series or it's a series on Hulu. I don't know if it's made for Hulu. It might be FX or something. I don't know. Uh, but it's um, Donald Glover, D Donald Glover's show. He's on it. And he, one of the writers, he produces it. Um, it's, it's been out for several years. 2016, I think is when it started. Uh, and I'd always heard good things. And I love that guy. I'm a huge fan. Everything mm -hmm. he does is amazing. And yep. I stand by that because I'm really, in, I'm only in the first season, but I'm really enjoying Atlanta. It's good drama, comedy, social co commentary. It's fantastic. I like it and I recommend it. If they did a movie with him where he was like, I went to a crossroads in Georgia and sold my soul to become the best at everything. I'd be like, yeah, I totally believe it. Cause he is here. Everything he touches is great. And, you know, I, like a lot of people probably was introduced to him through community because community, because he played Troy uh, and he's great in that. And I was upset when he left, but I was thinking about it while watching Atlanta. And I'm like, you know what? He probably left community to focus on his music, which is great. And to do this show, which is great. I think he probably actually made a really wise decision. A community mm -hmm. was great and all, but man, like just... And he was in Spider-Man. And he was in Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Is he going to have a bigger role in the future? Or at least, I mean, oh, that sorry. sounded like a character. I think I heard at some point a character that they could expand. But there, I don't know what his character It was. ties him into the Miles Morales stuff. That's why everybody was like, what? Right, right. Mm -hmm. And I remember at one point, he or somebody on Twitter was petitioning for him to be Spider-Man. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he's maybe a little too old for it now. I guess not. He doesn't look that old, but he's doesn't. He's not quite as young looking as he was at that time. Mm -hmm. Paul says the crossroads is in Mississippi. Thank you. And yeah, sorry about that. Mississippi, not Georgia. I was I thinking. Many... I was thinking of the the song. The, the devil went down to no rain. Okay. They got too many S's and P's, and they're all about <laughs> I's in their name. Okay. They got enough. Yeah. So that's that's all the stuff we watched. 
um, you guys watch? <laughs> except for one big thing right, that we exactly. all watched, that mm-hmm. everyone collectively watched, because she willed it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like everyone did watch this. I don't Almost think Savannah everyone did. On Earth. No, Savannah didn't. Okay, not everyone did, I know. But the people that make or comment on things on the internet that I follow, they all watched it, so it felt like everyone on Earth watched it. <laughs> and they all had theories. Most of them oh, were wrong. So many theories. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so WandaVision, let's let's get into that. It's 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 over. Paul says it was Agatha all along. Again, I don't. I mean, it, it kind of wasn't though. He said, "Was it?" Oh, was it? Matt asked, "Was it Wanda full?" <laughs> it was full of Wanda. What'd you guys think now that the season's over? We can get into more specifics after. I loved ninety-five percent of it. Okay, mm-hmm. that seems that's I I I, I, would I have just... some legitimate beefs with five percent of it, but ninety-five percent of it I really enjoyed. I enjoyed it mostly. There are some things that I didn't enjoy. Most of them were with the real world outside of Wonderland, though. Um, so I don't know if that counts because I don't like the real world in the real world, you know? I mean, it should have been a pretty stark, <laughs> you know, it should have been really obvious. So I think mm-hmm. it's fair. I, mm-hmm. I I agree. I didn't hate the outside of the hex whatever the the mcu shield sword agent stuff but Mm -hmm. that is my least favorite stuff in the marvel cinematic universe is anytime it's like agents doing stuff i'm like okay great now it's not a unique thing now it's like a bunch of other shows like okay fine let's just watch some agents and suits talk about some stuff um Mm -hmm. not that it's not not that it wasn't not that i i didn't feel it was bad in this but that is, yeah, I mean, I was not super thrilled with that stuff just because mm-hmm. that's, you know, l- listen, that's not the part of the MCU I'm particularly particularly interested in. Right. Jimmy Woo is the new Agent Coulson. Mm-hmm. He may be better than Agent Coulson. I, I kind of do I like know. him more than I previously did because yeah. of this series, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the one scene, I think it was the episode before last, maybe, or a couple of episodes before where they're getting escorted out of the base initially, you know, they're like, you know, all right, you got to take them out of here, whatever, relieved of their duties. And he attacks, he like, they break out, but like he turns and attacks unprompted from, and I don't know, and that was just surprising to me because I would have assumed he'd have been like, oh, okay, now we're escaping. But no, he was just as on it as, uh, I can't remember her name, but as the one lady was. Rambo. Oh, Ram- yeah, Monica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, I keep calling her Rambo too. Um, can I just say real quick? Uh, Paul says that he got goosebumps when she, when she, I'm assuming he means the Scarlet Witch suited up. And Maddie D said he did also. And I'm just saying, you guys, not you guys specifically, but men seem to be very emotional about this. Kevin Smith was crying. Um, it, like people have had lots of feelings and I'm like, wow, people like are very emotional about this show. I mean, she did that on Halloween episode. So, <laughs> I don't know. well, I, okay. So I think, I mean, I don't think Kevin Smith 
maybe he did. He cries at everything. He cries at everything he drops. And he, <laughs> he cries at the drop of a hat now. I'm not I'm not diminishing his emotions. He can have his emotions. No, I don't think he but. would disagree with that. I think I've heard him talk about that. Yeah. Uh but I totally and I imagine, I envision the part that he cried at was probably through the whole end bit with uh oh, just the yeah. end of the yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh which is sad. Yeah, I was not invested. Plus, in he's got kids things. or kid. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the suiting up was I, it was okay, I guess. I, it, it's like when she's the episode before, maybe I don't know when Agatha's like, "You're the Scarlet Witch" or whatever, and everybody was like losing their minds because it's. And I get it. Like I was like, oh, "Okay, well, they finally said it." Like they even drew attention to the fact earlier in the series that she doesn't have any other nicknames or any other whatever's. Mm-hmm. And so they finally named her Scarlet Witch. Um, but I, I mean, I, I didn't lose my mind over it. It felt like a very, you're the full metal, full metal alchemist like moment to me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I wish they would have done more with Ralph Boner than just have him be the That's part big. of the 5%. That's my biggest disappointment. <laughs> Ralph Boner is definitely my biggest disappointment in this series. What a wasted Such a opportunity. Missed opportunities. Like just like a rookie mistake missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. I get that they were like nodding back to all the Ralph. Ralph yeah. says. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I get that, but like, no. Right. Drop the ball, Marvel. Mm-hmm. And and I guess it's like a cake and eat it too thing, right? Where it's like, we're going to tease this and everyone knows we have the, the, uh, the mutants are back in, in, you know, the Marvel's hands and Disney's hands now, and then still just not do anything with it. Like just the fact that they, it's way, it feels wasted because they did this. They had this opportunity. It seemed like such a interesting and clever way to at least in some way, tie that in even if they never ran with it, even if they introduced mutants in some other way, unconnected, they're obviously setting up multiverse stuff coming into this next Doctor Strange movie and Spider-Man. Right. Um, why not at least, I don't know, play with I'm it a like, bit. I'm like half a second away from putting a unicorn hat on my head. Like, like legit. There's some concerning plot holes, like some leaps of logic, ridiculousness, that they didn't think about. They've got Agatha, who's got all this power. Mm -hmm. Power enough to make Ralph a speedster. Mm -hmm. She can't make him look like her real brother? Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's an all-powerful witch from the original Salem Witch Trials! Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, I can forgive a lot, but like, (laughs) what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no i totally get that i mean if you can like suck the souls out of like seven people you think maybe you could just do a little face change it's not it doesn't see, i mean vision does it every day right oh that's another mm-hmm. thing that this is something from the comics but i thought it was a little it was a it was a little strange to me to be like white vision and it just doesn't sit well on my tongue to say that white vision 
Um, you got a problem with white vision versus colored vision? <laughs> he has a lot of white power. But too, oh. too much? Some would say yeah. white vision doesn't have a soul, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Only well, that colored vision has soul. Oh, man. Oh. So I didn't invent it, man. <laughs> so... So, yeah, I mean, and I know, like I said, that I know that w- was actually from the comics, but uh, maybe they could have. I mean, they changed other things. Why not make him beige? I don't know. <laughs> right. I did. I did like that. Make him beige. Yeah, I did like that. He dealt with him in the way that they always deal with purely um, robot robot like, you know, with androids that are purely logical you throw them in a bit of a logic loop and you're like, Oh, you were supposed to like eliminate the real vision. Who's the real vision here? And he's like, but, uh, I mean, uh, you know, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Elaborate. That. He, he logic to went full Dalek on that. He was like, explain. Oh, Matt, Matt, he says it, he is, he was clearly eggshell, not white. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that reminds me of the uh, eggshell garbage. <sighs> the eggshell garbage. Yeah, to get around sensors, um, because some things are not appropriate to post any longer. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's, that's that sounds fine. okay. So I, I feel like I need to jump back to the last episode where you guys hadn't seen the two mm-hmm. episodes, right? And right. so we got the white vision reveal. Mm-hmm. At the end of that, and they, and they, uh, they have like this artifact, and they're like powering up the vision, and they're like, all it took was a little bit of energy from the original source, and I was like, what are you doing? What is this original source? Because there was two original sources that created the vision. One was Jarvis. So if it's Jarvis, fine. The other one was Ultron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like why why did they why think Why would a, you put Ultron in anything? Why would they think that's a good idea? Well, I mean th- the thing I they feel- used though wasn't the thing they used was the drone that they sent in. It was the yeah, the in their in this case, I think he is referring to the power of the mind stone, which they got from the drone oh. Oh, because okay. Uh, Wanda attacked the drone, and so apparently some of her residual mind stone power was on this drone. Seems like a weird way to like mm-hmm. siphon. I don't know. Also, that that's a little worrisome too, because if 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 just sucking a little bit of Wanda power off of a drone can restart a vision, then. You know, what could like an entire dome worth of Wanda Power do if they were able to find some way to, you know, harness it? They kind of did in that whole moment where the vision and the vision met. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I guess to that end, like, I feel like the vision tech, the actual build technology is probably still beyond, beyond them, you know? Yeah. It's a case where it's like, well, we have the remnants of this weapon that we can at least put back together and then power it, but I don't know that that means they can start manufacturing their own visions. Also, they- it, it makes me wonder like how much did Tony 
look into the vision after the vision was a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I like vision as a character and I like how he's played by Paul Beth, Bethany, Bethany or Bethany. I've heard it both. I still, that second Avengers movie sucks in my opinion. It's not great. (laughs) Right. And uh, the include like visions inclusion in the cinematic universe just came about in such a ham fisted lazy way that it's still like that still bugs me, even though I like the character and I'm, they've done some interesting things with him. I mean, it's, you know, they're kind of following stuff from comics, which is appropriate, but they've done interesting things with him, but like, yeah, his inclusion in the first place was not great. Um, I'm glad I enjoyed WandaVision. I did enjoy the series because their whole Wanda, everything came out of that second Marvel movie. And I didn't like it because it was obviously, these are properties we're going to use in the future. We have to introduce them here. And you got Joss like, huh? And then the studio's like, you got to put them in there. And he's like, well, we're going to a cabin for 20 minutes then. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) So at least, you know, whatever. I didn't care that much for that movie, but I did enjoy this series. So at least interesting things have come from that. Uh That's a total aside. I'm sorry. Uh Um, Okay. Maddie D. Does eggshell vision... (laughs) like that he's running with that have the memories of the vision within the hex or did he only get the memories of the original vision up to the mindstone being ripped out oh interesting because it definitely played like imagine we'll call him wanda vision <laughs> um, <laughs> wanda's vision uh unlocked the memories and was able to access him them himself i think but it did also imply that it unlocked the memories for eggshell vision. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the data was there, but he doesn't have the memories. It was so like the, the line. And then he got mm-hmm. his memories and flew away. Uh, but yeah, Maddie whoa, D, they're halfway there. What Maddie D's then asking is then did eggshell vision also receive the memories of the Wanda vision? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that he did or not. I, I don't know. I wouldn't, Think so? I'm assuming not. Yeah, it seemed like he, he, they were just like restoring old, uh, you know, software uh, right. information or something. I don't know. Whatever. Recovering files. Yeah. Um. And so in which case it wouldn't. But that was another. That was one of the problems I had with it. Like if you if you were eggshell vision and you suddenly got your memory back and you remembered this woman that you loved that watched you die horribly. Um, you know, in some pretty heartbreaking ways, why would you just fly off? You know, you'd be like, oh, okay, bye, see you later, peace out. No, yeah, you'd want to be gonna... like, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel, I feel like Wanda's vision mm-hmm. gave him emotions and he didn't mm-hmm. know how to handle it, so he's mm-hmm. a little boy and he ran away. Yeah, that I mean, I was just like, sense. well, he's got to find himself now. Um, Ugh. I find it though kind of crap. <laughs> I find it maybe maybe Wanda does know, but I find it kind of crappy that Wanda's vision never told Wanda this. Like that whole moment, I that whole, they were oh, having yeah. the moment at the end, and I kept expecting him to be like, "By the way, the real vision's back." He flew off, right? Already. Right. He's back. He she didn't he didn't say nothing. Nope. Mm-hmm. Just Which went down in a like, blaze of glory. No, I'm gonna set her up with her ex boyfriend. 
I woke him up, but mm-hmm. yeah. And are we spoiling things, or are we just to try to find not to? Oh, well, yeah, we're in spoilers oh, the whole time. Yeah. I think. Okay, I kind of dislike that they play in in the end of um, the second to the last um, episode. Uh, they play on her being emo- really emotionally attached or whatever to the twins. And then at the end of this, if she, if they were, if she really felt like they were children, if she were really attached to them, she would just be like, okay guys, good night. I'm going to go spend the next you know 20 minutes with your dad. I don't feel like it would have gone down like that. But since they were only creations that had been around for like a, a week tops, it didn't have that kind of emotional impact, but then they, it wouldn't have had that emotional impact the entire time. You know what I mean? It's her life. It's now or never. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to live forever uh, in Wanda. Maddie D says, I was hoping on a wing and a prayer that eggshell vision would have everything, but I guess he doesn't. Maybe that's a bad thing. And Paul said, quote, maybe we'll meet again. I also like that people, Paul Bettany, I think it is Bettany. At least that's how I hear people pronounce it. I, he kind of trolled people, but I feel people more trolled themselves. Um mm-hmm. Like when supposedly, uh, what's her name? That I'm names, man. Actors' names are gone to me today. Uh, Wanda had told, mm-hmm. supposedly Elizabeth said that Olson. Elizabeth Olsen, thank you, had said that you know there was a cameo as big as the Man Mandalorian reveal. Mm-hmm. It turned out she didn't really say that. She was asked that, and she's like, "Uh, yeah, okay, I suppose so." Anyway. So people were trolled thinking there was going to be a huge actor cameo, a huge cameo in this final episode. There's going to be some actor that shows up because Paul Bettany, I think he was asked and he's like, there is somebody I've always wanted to act with somebody great that I've always (laughs) wanted to act with in this, in that last episode. He was talking about himself. since there's two hymns. Oh, (laughs) ah, well played. Yeah. But of course, you know, headlines, (gasps) Big actor in the final episode. Oh yeah, they grab onto that. Run oh man, with it. headline, boom. I re- I remember when yeah when that first happened. Somebody else uh, commenting, they're like MCU doesn't have anybody as big as Mark Hamill, so I don't know what they're talking about. That's right. I mean, uh, the closest it's and it's even that is still different. Like their big superstar type character is uh, Tony Stark. Is you know so it'd yeah. Be, and since they killed him off, I guess that would be a big deal. Plus, but I don't think WandaVision series has uh, Robert Downey Jr. money. No. They didn't have Lawrence Fish. Wait, no. Was there Lawrence Fishburne? I was going to say, I don't think they didn't, or not Lawrence Fishburne. I hate that I did that. Samuel L. Jackson money. Mm-hmm. No, they just referenced him. They didn't even, right. they didn't even have him. They're just like a friend of your mother's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so. Monica Rambeau. So that was awesome. Like she's got her powers. I called it. I knew that's how it was going to work out. Now, what do we call her? Because we can't call her Captain Marvel. Star Trek girl because she her outfit looked like a Star Trek. No kidding. It did. It bothered me so much. Yeah. Yeah. I just call her Rambo. I think that's perfect. I think maybe I did get spoiled that there was some. Is it scroll? 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 Martin Screlli? Aliens. (laughs) Aliens. <laughs> scrolls. Okay. Scrolls. I didn't uh, know that scrolls were going to show up, but like, I, I, I mean, think I heard anytime 
that sword is involved now, I just guess that there's going to be a scroll because yeah. they basically mm-hmm. threw that out there. I don't know. Was it sword and was it sword the last time we saw Nick Fury, or did they just kind of go, ah, we're sword now? I, as far as I know, and I I did not watch Agents of Shield. That seems like where that might have, if they're going to introduce that, so might have been there. Really, have not tied Shield and and like that show Shield to Shield in a long time. Like this they kind of gave up a long time ago. This mm-hmm. is this series is the first mention I've heard of Sword in the MCU. So I know they've like hinted at it because the space station with Nick Fury on it is that. Did that happen at the end of Far From Home? Yeah, that was the. Yeah, that was that Spider-Man that we just watched. Okay, so they were up there, but they never called it Sword yet that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is the first time I feel like they called it Sword. Maddie D says '80s Fro Afro with black and white costume. So is that like her traditional costume? Is that why? It, it just looks very Star yeah. Her, her costume is very much like that. Uh, I mm-hmm. think she might even have like a visor mm-hmm. in the comics. But yeah, that that is what her costume looks like. I dig her character, though. I mean, I don't know why we haven't really been given that much other than she's very confident, but I I like her character. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, you guys haven't seen Captain Marvel, have you? Yeah. Yeah, we've seen it. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, she's the she's the girl, the young girl, right? Yeah, Yeah, it took it took me a little while into the series before I was like, oh, wait, okay. Um, So that's cool. Wait, the young girl or the like. She's the 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 daughter of Captain Marvel's friend or whatever. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. No, I get it. Um, so what about the the final scene? Because as Paul said, that final credit scene though, what's going on there? I don't remember. Remind me. They didn't give it. I mean, like they gave us a little bit, but they didn't give us a lot. Like they gave us enough to tease. So basically, you've got. You've got, uh, like, it's kind of confusing. You've got Wanda. She's supposedly, like, hanging out at this, like, mountain cabin thing. You can can, uh, speculate that this is Wondagore or wherever. You know I mean? Like, you can come up with different ideas of where this is. Maybe it's Sokovia. I don't know. Um, So you've got that. But then it becomes very clear that she is now capable of being both on the material plane and the astral plane, which would imply power stronger than Dr. Strange because Dr. Mm-hmm. Strange can't do that. Or mm-hmm. she can at least project an illusion of herself in the prime plane while she's actually in the uh, the astral plane reading mm-hmm. the dark hold, which is a bad idea. Uh, and then mm-hmm. clearly looking for ways to bring her kids back because we yeah, hear their voices. Right. Which was yeah. weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, and also diminishes. I, I, it's, it's not the same, but it's like, you know, the tease that Superman's going to come back after killing him in Batman V Superman. Right. Which, it's not the same because we knew it's Superman. Right. But it's like, man, don't lessen the blow five minutes after you just made the blow in the movie. Like if you're going to, I, I guess they just want to tease it, but anyway. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. It. Yeah. Whatever. I don't want to poo-poo <laughs> okay. on. Okay. Remo- I don't uh, want to poo-poo on her emotions, but it feels very like Romeo and Juliet to me. Like I've known you for two days, and I'm gonna go all extreme about it. 
but why it doesn't have it doesn't have you know the weight to it that it should um but that's just me uh and her kids were kind of boring to be honest sorry uh, <laughs> I mean, her kids are likely her kids are likely to come back one way or the other because they are in the comics as Wiccan and yeah, um, well, I know we I, I always forget up. the other one. I always forget the other one. So I don't. Yeah, no, I know my we we looked mm. it up and mm, that's a fair question, Paul. Yeah, uh, and for audio listeners, Paul said her kids or a multiverse equivalent. Mm-hmm. And are you referring to this comment, Melanie? What? I wasn't referring. You what? mentioned Matt. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay. On a steel horse, he rides. Matt, he's a cowboy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Matt. And he's wanted. Same reason they brought in Ghost Rider, not riding on a steel horse, but a muscle car. Silver streak. Okay. I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, you guys should think of a couple more things to say about maybe WandaVision because I need to run to the restroom real quick and then we can get to our next, our final segment or our final two segments. Or Melanie can do, what are you amazed by? Or you should be amazed. Okay. I got to go pee, okay? And I'm going to go do it now. You guys figure it out the rest. <laughs> All right? <laughs> okay. I'm leaving this in for audio listeners too. You get to know about my bladder. All right. All right. So while he's uh, dealing with that, uh-huh. Uh, we didn't really say how we felt about the show as a whole, did we? Oh, probably not. Well, except, you know, like 98% or something like that. Right. Um, so I, I'm guessing you liked it. I did like it overall because, um, not because of necessarily the stuff they were pulling from, but I mm-hmm. liked how they integrated that stuff. Mm-hmm. With the Tom King vision run where it was basically like vision and his whole family of vision robots mm-hmm. uh, or, or synthoids or whatever they're really called in the Marvel U uh, like that whole vibe like they because that goes horribly wrong, too. And they kind of mashed it up into this kind of perfect storm of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. I love how it played with everybody's expectations. Everybody's like. It's the devil. It's Mephisto. We're going to we're going to get House of M. We're going to get like everybody was speculating wildly and mm. uh, everyone was excited about it. Like I think that that was pretty cleverly done. Uh unfortunately, when you build up that much expectation, there's going to be some letdown at the end when yeah. almost none of those things happen. Right. Um well, from my perspective because I'm not you know, I'm not, I'm the least comic booky of the three of us. I really, I know a little bit, but I, there's a lot of stuff that theories that I heard also, but I'm like, I don't have no clue what you guys are talking about. Cause I haven't read any of that. Uh, right. so I wasn't, I didn't have those kind of expectations, um, going into it. So, you know, all of it was kind of new and fun for the most part, but I'm sure there's tons of stuff that I missed. And actually, I forget who I I I was watching with somebody else, and they were like, "I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch this again, and maybe again because I know I'm missing tons of stuff." And I'm like, "No, yeah, I I totally I know exactly what you mean." It's like you got to sit down after every episode and be like, "Okay, what was in it that I didn't get?" Um, right. So that's I mean, it, it's kind of fun if you care enough to to actually look at look it up. I suppose that is. Um, but I thought it was kind of fun uh but so i didn't have any expectations like i was saying though going in and i enjoyed it all i thought it was a fun idea and and it was 
done pretty well. The only, the, the main disappointment for me, really, I think, was Agatha, because yeah. that's something that I heard everybody talking about for a long time. And so I was like, oh, OK, well, she's somebody. It's going to be a thing. And, and and even at the end of the episode, when they had introduced her, it seemed all exciting. But the next episode, I was like, yeah, no, she's not. I mean, she's there, but it, right. she she it doesn't she doesn't really seem to have much bearing on it, even though she did a little bit here or a little bit there. She she wasn't as big of a part of it as I expected her to be from all the hype that people who knew who she was, was, were, were giving it, you know what I mean? Sure. Thing. Sure. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't Agatha all along. <laughs> no, she had nothing to do with it other than she like sensed it was going on and then strolled in trying to figure out how she can siphon this power for herself. Yeah. And I kind of wish I could see that. That would have been fun. I, I mean, I, she is a great actress. She's fun. At, she's a fun character and everything that I've seen her in. And she's good at being an interesting bad character. So I would, I, you know, I was all down for her having a bigger part. But yeah, whatever, you know. Well, since Matt seems concerned, by the way, he says, man, that's a long pee. Should Randall maybe see a doctor or drink some cranberry juice? Listen, I've been holding it for a little while. That's why I was like, okay, I have to go now. Um, and, you know. Then I sat down. I took a listen to what Melanie and Jesse were saying for a moment. Mm-hmm. He was choosing his opportunity to return. Right. Paul had a good comment here uh, because it really is uh, Marvel's first real entry into the TV universe. Right. Uh, it sets the stage very well for the rest of the upcoming shows. And I'm glad I'm glad that they're they're playing with this format because I feel like TV has been kind of outperforming movies for a while now. Mm-hmm. And this is just proof, baby. I mean, like, like if the MCU is doing it, mm, move over. Well, the, I mean the movies are just super expensive episodes of an ongoing series at this point anyway. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that's at least this way. Sure. We're not necessarily going to get the super huge scale effects sequences that we might get in some of the movies. Although arguably there was some pretty good stuff in this. There was a lot of effects in the show. I'm sure they, it looked like they poured a lot of money into it. Um, but at least we won't have to wait for years between episodes. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, when Spider-Man three got over, I was like, Oh man, when's the next one coming out? Oh man. And we had watched, we had waited how long? Uh, when did Spider-Man, we had waited like two, three years before we even watched that movie in the first place. So, right. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. Falcon and winter soldier or whatever. Mm-mm. Not super appealing to me. I mean, I'm sure it might be fine. The writing sounds typical Marvel humorous character. Banter. I'm going to watch it. I'm I'll probably like it too, because if it's, a, if it, it feels like it's pulling off of things that they set up in uh winter soldier, which was a surprisingly excellent movie. Um, if, if it's pulls on any of that, I'm in. Plus it feels like it's going to expand the Baron Zemo thing, which if I had a problem with civil war, it's that, Baron Zemo was just so totally a normal dude <laughs> mm-hmm. that I would like to see him get a little more development. What show that I'm looking forward to that totally surprised me with its trailer was Loki. Have you seen the trailer for that? The trailer for that is crazy. Yeah. I was like, wait, what is this show? It's not, I don't know what I expected from a Loki series. It definitely wasn't that. 
it looks wild. It looks like it's, I don't know, it's all over the place, but it looks super intriguing. It looks mischievous. Oh. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But like, also there's like, it almost looked like future, there's like future weird world moments and just strange, I don't know, sci-fi. And then yeah. I, I made the mistake of watching, I think, that trailer and then was like, well, what about that Winter Sol- uh, that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier thing? And then I watched oh, that trailer yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, well, right. that doesn't mm-hmm. look as good for sure. So, uh, like, crazy, you know, like the crazy conspiracies or not even conspiracies, but just WandaVision theories. I really assumed that WandaVision was going to end in a way that would set up Loki because of that trailer. Where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, things are just fractured, Right. Well, right. may, and maybe that'll still happen. I don't know when Loki comes out. I don't know when Doctor Strange two comes out, um, and I don't know when Spider Man comes out because all these things are leaning towards this idea that the universe is multifaceted, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why the Evan Peters thing really bothers me still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I just thought there was going to be some kind of break in reality. And maybe there is. Maybe there's a break in reality that just hasn't been explored yet. But it felt like mm-hmm. everything was cleaned up too neatly at the end. Like all mm-hmm. Wanda had to do is take the barrier down and the universe is fine. People are hater, but that's fine. Oh, this one town hates right. her. Yeah. But otherwise it's fine. Except Monica, because she would she would have done it too. Mm-hmm. Can I real quick just you you mentioned conspiracy theories and it made it pop into my head. I was sitting there watching it and, and maybe it's because of, you know, things that I look into and maybe it's some of the people that I hang out with, but um, I was like, Oh, are they going to do some weird sacred geometry thing? Cause they were like the hexes and then the circles and then the, whatever. I'm like, Oh, it's like each branch of magic, its own shape now or something. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe I was thinking maybe it was had something to do with, you know, that or multiverses. And, you know, their vibrations and vibrations make shape and so whatever. I was thinking they were going somewhere weird with it, but they actually didn't. Or maybe they will later. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, their visuals were on point, though. Like, they were really mm-hmm. good at, like, hiding stuff like that in there where they were like, everything's a hexagon because it's a hex, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and, and I think some of that is stuff, and this is stuff that I didn't have knowledge of, but I've seen people talking about it in YouTube videos and stuff about and they pulled a lot of this from the comics is like, of course it's a hex is, but the like the hex shape is definitely seems to be tied to their like witchy magic. Mm-hmm. And then we look at Dr. Strange and it's a lot of like circles and triangles and stuff. Like it's all, all kinds of crazy shapes, but the hex thing, and if it's like the hex, put a hex on, you know, like, or, or space travel sometimes or portals in space there's a lot of oh yeah i had stuff. i had heard that like the the wormhole or fast track or whatever that the guardians of the galaxy uses is the same shape mm-hmm. right and i really think, huh. i think there might even be some hex stuff in ragnarok thor ragnarok too i think hmm. but yeah i don't know that consistency is really interesting to me like they they definitely have like i'm sure they have mcu bibles that they've got certain things established it's like okay it when if we're gonna do this you gotta incorporate this this shape or this whatever like there's interesting guidelines that are very consistent and i I that's that's impressive even if it means the directors don't need to be there (laughs) (laughs) oh that's but they 
they already don't need to be there. We know that. We were watching a thing of YouTube video the other day about how it was about pre-visualization, pre-vis like animations and stuff, which is not new to movies at all. But apparently some of the Marvel movies are so like are so pre-visualized out that they have like their, you know, the rough janky animated version of the movie, like three years before the movie's completed, like oh. before it's before they even have directors signed mm-hmm. on, they have the majority of the movie plotted out. I'm like, and, and some directors have turned them down because though they were, who was it? I don't remember <laughs> like who. Edgar Wright. Who's like, wait a minute. This is just Iron Man with a funnier guy. I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet it does play into that. Yeah, and it, and it, but it was crazy too because it's not just like, oh, here's an animation. It's like here's the animation that plots out where the camera placement would be and right. the you know angles that we would hit and the and you know the lenses that we it, need to use. Yeah, like they like little like all of it is planned out, which is yeah. At what that point, why do you even need a director? Almost. It m- makes sense with as as visually as as effects heavy. I mean, where the suits are. CGI, the backgrounds, even if they're just in a city, are probably CGI. It makes sense to have it plotted out. The part that really blew my mind is that they've got it plotted out before they even have the creative team on board, really. So it's like, well, so the it's the storyboard artists and the previous artists that are directing this thing. They should mm-hmm. get bigger credits then. I can't, right? I can't remember. Well, and then they just bring on directors for the name, really. Right. I can't remember who it was, but somebody had turned it down. They had been offered. Uh, it was a female director. Again, they like to pull in like directors, like indie directors that have some buzz on their name because it's like, that sounds like a quality director. Let's bring this person in. Mm-hmm. But then they'll get them and they'll be like, okay, here's the movie. Don't worry about the action scenes. And they'd be like, what? And they're like, you don't have to do it. Don't think about it. It's done. We're going to do it ourselves. And and in some of these movies, that's like a big portion of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, it's like doing an episode of the Power Rangers at that point because it's like, <laughs> look, we basically want you to do the parts where they're not in the suits. Like, why? Yeah, because we bought that part from Japan. Yeah, yeah, that's almost exactly what it would be, though. Really, the parts where they're not in the suits, because as soon as they suit up, man, action's happening, and you know they had that stuff plotted out three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is fine as a workflow, whatever they're making a product, but like it's still weird then to be like directed by this person. It's like, but was it? And that ties into just a few weeks ago, I was talking about uh, a director who I don't remember what. Uh, she, oh, the lady that was is going to be working on some sci-fi Dracula Western or something in the future. Um, where I went and looked up her filmography and it was like all this like indie stuff, you know, indie award-winning stuff, a very serious drama, you know, you, you picture what I'm talking about. And then like, uh, the, um, the Eternals or something like one big Marvel movie right in the middle. It's like, right. whoa, whoa, what happened there? That's totally what it is. Mm-hmm. But I you mean, know, it, it just kind of sucks because like, I guess it's good for them. They get a payday, you know, one for mm-hmm. this one for this and a the huge studio thing on the resume. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's also like, it's reducing really talented directors to just being a jobber, which yeah. sucks a little bit, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's the best of both, both worlds. If they focus on good directors and then give them notoriety, then they can hopefully go on to make, right something that is both good and higher budget 
And then, you know, also people will take the MCU series seriously or whichever, you know, company is company it is that's doing it. Or they get shot down in a blaze of glory. Why, <laughs> what is this weird ongoing thing you guys got going on? Uh, um, okay. Well, it's time. And we also, this reminds me, we need to think about, I guess we're just probably going to do an episode next week as normal, but we're going to have some competition next week mm-hmm. if we're talking about streaming. Mm-hmm. What am I talking about? Oh, you promised me heaven and you put me through hell. <laughs> Jeez. Speaking <laughs> of Snyder Watch, did you guys know this time next week, you better be here listening to us. But if you're not, you better be watching Justice League Snyder Cut with Zack Snyder because not the fun story, but the first story I'm going with, uh, Zack Snyder to host Snyder Cut Justice League HBO Max fan screening. Paul says, hey, speaking of bad directors, um, <laughs> n- not Paul. Maddie D said that. Sorry. It's 50 50 chance, right? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not made that was that wasn't a jab at them. I, I like it. Uh, we need more Paul's and more Matt's chatting us up. We really do. And Savannah's. But it's, take my hand. Listen, we'll make it. I swear. Okay. Thank you. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> So, Snyder Cut is finally, finally almost here, or it was here for a moment, but we'll get to that in a moment, too. Uh, next week, March 18th, Thursday, Paul said he just beat me to it. <laughs> so, yeah. Validation. Uh, just Sleek's Snyder Watch, the Snyder Cut, whatever, will be out. And uh, you can watch it with Zack Snyder if you want. So there's going to be a special watch party that'll kick off at 4 p.m., 7 p.m. Eastern time on March 18th. Uh, it Okay, it's whatever. It's going to be on HBO Max, as everybody knows. But you can go to snydercut.scener.com and you can <laughs> register to attend, which is interesting. At least I was like, hey, anybody can do this. If you have an HBO Max account and uh, from the... What I think it sounds like is it's they're going to open up with like, uh, you know, Snyder's going to be it's it, it's a stream, right? Snyder's going to be talking about it, whatever. They're going to introduce the movie and then they'll stream the movie so everybody can watch it at the same time, broadcast live. Um, while moderated chat goes on during the th- whole movie, you know, the way a movie should is <laughs> Zack Snyder's like, it needs to be in this aspect ratio in black and white. That's the proper way to watch a movie. Also, we're going to be chatting alongside the movie the entire time. That's the proper way to watch a movie <laughs> on our freaking phone. <laughs> right. Yeah. On Vero. No, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> that is his social media uh, company. So whatever. He's always on Vero. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's it's uh, there's going to be a chat going during the whole movie, and I'm assuming Zack Snyder will be in there chatting up and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. that seems so weird to me to be like, yeah, come watch my movie, 
distracted by a chat room. Yeah, because we all know how great things are when we're distracted by chat rooms, huh? <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess at least the movie's not going to stop and Batman's not going to start reading the chat. Speaking of the chat, <laughs> hey, so Paul says next Thursday is the day. Does it live up to the hype or does it fall on his flat, flat, fall flat on his face? I've, I've got one, one thing to say about that. And again, this is one of the last chances I'm going to say it, right? So mm-hmm. I have to say it because after the fact that it won't be preemptive anymore, it's going to suck. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it it's gonna suck. So why not just spend the di- night with us instead? We'll be there for you. I These so five words. I swear to you. I have a feeling it's gonna come out, and nobody's gonna when it when Thursday rolls around. When Thursday rolls around, the, the following Thursday, nobody's gonna hear want to hear about it anymore. No, but we are going to talk about it. <laughs> I wish we. <laughs> I wish we had time. To, we all had time to watch it before that stream and talk right. about it that night. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you know. I don't know. I don't know what you guys got going on that weekend. Maybe we'll do a special like delayed episode next or something. Thursday. I am on spring break. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it's this next Thursday. So like, so when I our got next up episode... really early because <laughs> it's four hours long. It's yeah. that's a, that's another thing. It's four hours long, man. Watching that. Maybe I don't want to talk to anybody after that's over. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe we'll watch it with uh, a chat room full of people. Who knows? Depends. <laughs> Are there, is it going to release at, like at midnight? I'm not. Because if sure. it is, like I might still be up, and I might just watch it or start it at least. I don't know. That's the other thing. Like sitting through a four, in one sitting four hours might be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, Zack Snyder, like if, if he just wouldn't put it in slow motion, it'd probably be an hour and a half long. Like, like Paul says, it's going to be four hours of. That's a good point. (laughs) I fell asleep during Batman V Superman and it was like two and a half hours to suck. Oh yeah. I said it again. (laughs) It's been a while. In case you forgot that one sucked too. Yeah. Paul says Discord watch party. Maybe that maybe Ooh. the Snyder Cut could just be the episode. We'll just we can't we can't do like them. We can't stream the movie itself, but we can stream while the movie's playing. Right. And just be us watch. The worst part is though, like four hours of listening to us isn't much better. No, no. <laughs> no. No, not at all. It is better for the record, but it's not much better. Right. Okay, well, you, whatever. Uh, Scener, it, by the way, Scener, which is like scene with an R at the end, Scener, as in S-C-E-N-E-R. Mm-hmm. Let's make it confusing. I've never heard of this before, but apparently it's, it's you know, like the Netflix with your friends or whatever that plugin was called before they changed their names. What's it called now? Oh, what's Teleparty. It, it was Watch Party, and now it's like... It's Teleparty. Netflix. It was, yeah, it was Netflix Party, and now it's Teleparty. Uh, this scener sounds like a similar type thing, except not, but I mean, I mean, it's interesting that, so it's going to, it's going to be like that, right? It's going to be where they'll do some live stream stuff and then it'll be, if so long as you have an HBO max account, it'll be a synchronized playback of the movie that everybody watches together and chats. 
Which right. is not a terrible idea, but it's just funny to me that uh, David Lynch would hate everything about all of this. <laughs> right. Um, this That's not the good story, though, honestly. No, the best story is we're all late to the teleparty. <laughs> Listen, the Snyder Cut exists. It's already been released. It was never years. meant for us. It was <laughs> never meant for us meant for it was meant for children who were expecting to watch Tom <laughs> and true, Jerry the true fans the fans who really get the Snyder cut were waiting for the Tom and Jerry movie so they could really get you know ahead of the game so there's a new Tom and Jerry movie and uh <laughs> apparently some people who when they logged into their HBO Max and was like I'm going to watch the new Tom and Jerry movie and they started streaming it wouldn't you know, the Justice League exists, and that's what started playing instead. Mm-hmm. So it's it's on Max. It's ready. They're ready. They're a little too ready to release this thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. It. There was some mix up, and for some people, apparently, it was playing. It started playing just us uh, Justice League instead of Tom and Jerry, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I I feel I feel like. Like the entire lifeline, the entire timeline and lifeline of the Snyder Cut has been a manufactured outrage. And they were like, you know what we haven't had enough of in a while? Manufactured outrage. What if it leaked, but not really leaked? That'll get Mm -hmm. us some more press because we need more press. This thing Mm -hmm. gets, they release a trailer of like... I don't understand yeah, the like headlines. The press they get is not even real press. They were like, guess what? It's still a movie. Guess what <laughs> it's called? It's called the Snyder Cut. Guess what? guess what it's rated? It's rated R. Yeah. So we're going to play it instead of a children's movie. So, <laughs> yeah. Tom and Jerry. Yeah, that's the, I mean, like they should be getting fined for this. I think Paul is so on point with this. He says, it's a conspiracy. They wanted to say the Snyder Cut existed before it was released. <laughs> well, it was, I guess. This now they're, now they're not lying when they say it. Yeah. Um, I got the impression that I don't know how many people this was for. Like, this happened to four. But, uh, wow, an hour of it, though. I didn't think it was even that much. So. Oh. See, I was going to say, like, how far did they get in? I'm surprised we didn't get, like, leaked plot points. Oh, wait, we've seen it already! (laughs) Well, I was like, dude, if the whole movie played, you know somebody has ripped it and it's uploaded already. Yeah. Apparently, one of the people who was tweeting about it said uh, that it got about an hour into it, and then the the, uh, definition of the image began to degrade, and then there was an error message, and it was gone. So that sounds like they're like, pull the plug. What what plug? They're like, just start pulling all the plugs. <laughs> it's, it's the internet, sir. There are no plugs. Is it working? Well, the Isn't it just a series of tubes? No. It's, it's playing in like 240p now. Keep pulling that plug. <laughs> pull that plug again. <laughs> Maddie D says, now I want to see the Tom and Jerry Snyder cut. <laughs> it's a lot more violent. Oh man, <laughs> so violent! They drop a piano on Martian Manhunter. It's really disturbing. Um, 
some spokesperson for Warner Media said Zack Snyder's Justice League was temporarily available on HBO Max and the error was addressed within minutes. Okay. So I've also heard many things like I don't think that many people actually got to see this. Um, somebody who had said, I planned on watching it after the 18th at some point, but now I'm real. Now I'm ready for the 18th. Um, he said, of, he said, this is according to variety.com. And this was a, some person who got to watch it, watch part of it. He's never been a huge DC movie fan, um, including the, the theatrical version of the movie. Um, but he's, he also said the footage he got to see is the best DC film I've ever seen. <laughs> So they paid everyone that did see it. I was going to say, I seen way more comments of like, of what people seen. It's the worst DC film they've ever seen. So like, it's still bad. Still bad. So Tom and Jerry. Also, do, yeah. So does Tom and Jerry actually exist? <laughs> they did. They did. And then we found out what their mom's name was. Spoilers. It's Martha. <laughs> I was gonna say they were halfway through production, and then they're like, "Man, this Snyder Cut movie is killing us. We need pull Tom and Jerry, pull the plug. We need to reallocate that money." They're <laughs> like, "But right, we've already yeah. promised to release it. We are, Here's we what we do: sold this. We release two half finished movies and hope that it ma- makes hope that it works. Called math. <laughs> Tom v Jerry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Tom v Jerry. I want to know like how many people like were just like, "This isn't Tom and Jerry," and shut it off. Yeah. Like, right. How many more people would have probably kept watching, but they just thought it was like the normal. They were just it's like just this leg. Just this one guy on Twitter. It was the <laughs> best DC movie I've ever seen. I don't really like DC movies though. So uh I've been waiting for Justice League so long that I've been watching everything on HBO Max. <laughs> I was just started streaming everything. Just everything, just in preparation. I won't lie, before I even got that far into it, when I heard about it, open up HBO Max tab, Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah, to check. Nah, it's Tom and Jerry. Ah, it's Tom and Jerry. A side note, I've heard horrible things about the Tom and Jerry movie. I've heard it. Was it like like in the real world? Like, I have no interest in that. Like, if I'm going to get another Tom and Jerry movie, I want it to be 100% animated like the last Tom and Jerry movie. Yeah, I don't. I understand why people think we want our animated things to be live action because most of the time that's not the case. No. Yeah. Even in the movies where it was kind of okay, mm-hmm. it was only mediocre at best. Yeah. Like okay. seeing Matthew Lillard as Shaggy was awesome. The rest of the movie, eh. right? <laughs> you went like in my mind. You channeled a uh, George W. <laughs> 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 you got me once. You got me once with your shaggies. You can't get. You can't get the getter. Again. Don't mess with us, man. He's got. Oh, just when I, I thought I thought he was the dumbest one too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. He was up to that point. He was up to that point. I dread the next one they pull out. The Palin's still kicking around. <laughs> right. Cruise. Oh. Oh. Um anyway. Maddie D said because Who Framed Roger Ma- Rabbit made a lot of money. Yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit worked though because the central character was not an existing cartoon and mm-hmm. the fact that 
it was like this world where and cartoons coexist was mm-hmm. the whole like premise of the thing. And I, I feel like that worked and all the actual like licensed cartoon characters in there, which amazing. That's gotta be one of the few times you've got dub- Warner brothers and Disney characters interacting in a official mm-hmm. capacity. Um, yeah. That was just like cool bonus, you know? Plus the actor was like hallucinating half the time. And that's pretty awesome too. Oh yeah. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but the, yeah, the, the live action actor hallucinated for quite a while after that. Listen, if, if you're going to be method, don't do movies where you live with cartoon characters. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That or don't stop taking the meds. Don't drink the doom juice. <laughs> Whatever right. it's called. Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. That's what I got. Okay. It's gonna be the end of the Snyder Watch. Oh, are you sad? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> no, we can I come like, up with something different. Yeah, but there's few things as ridiculous that we get to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll find something. We'll, we'll just make it a pun, and we'll just be like Snyder Watch. We'll just be snide about things. There will always <laughs> listen. There will always be some Snyder Watch news because it's not Justice League news. It's Snyder Watch, and he's got a zombie movie coming out before long. That looks sketchy. Sketchy at best. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't hate his Dawn of the Dead remake. I think that was a fine movie, right. but uh whew, Army of the Dead looks questionable. Actually, yeah, his his Dawn of the Dead may be my favorite Snyder movie. I, I think it might be the best. It might be. Three uh, hundred's okay. I don't hate three hundred. Yeah, now, think, yeah. Three hundred. I feel like three hundred is the first time we got to go full Snyder. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. when Snyder was allowed to go full Snyder because it's all the slow motion. I mean, it was like trend setting slow use of slow motion. How perfectly Zack Snyder. Well, he also he got, motion. he got to be a, a director of a Frank Miller comic. Like yeah. if there, like if there is actually a comic that he should be adapting, it's Frank Miller stuff. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Maddie Cause he's said, already sucked out all the color anyways. So, Oh, okay. Paul says, I hate to say this. Snyder watch doesn't have to end. He's still cranking stuff out. That's right. And I, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to automatically crap on whatever he comes out with just because it's Zack Snyder. Um, I'm in intri- His visual style is amazing. I, I feel like his, everything else lacks though, uh, in my opinion, but, um, no, yeah. And Maddie D said 300 is his favorite. Yeah. 300 is not bad. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it, I went I went and seen Man of Steel like two times in the theater. Mm-hmm. Three, two, and at least one of those was by myself. So I did not hate Man of Steel. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. You love the Wolf <laughs> I Wolf do Wolf. hate Kevin Costner in that movie, though. He's the I, worst Paw Kent I've ever seen. <laughs> the characterization is so is not good, really, for any of the characters in, in Zack Snyder's DC stuff. Uh, I do love the Wub Wub machine. That destruction, oh, I, I know the that dub, is, dubstep destroyer of Earth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know the destruction is ridiculous. And yeah, soups fly him elsewhere, anywhere else. As a spectacle, though, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. It is suspect that once like things have really fallen apart, you just don't see anybody else. There should be bodies everywhere, but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he killed a little bit more than one person i think in in that movie 
well, somebody, I don't remember. I even just recently, I think I might have just had YouTube auto playing some stuff in the background, and they were talking about that movie and how at the end, the the spaceship that they're like, there's an action scene happening in a spaceship, and it goes down directly into a bunch of buildings into the city. Like, and that's when, like, other than the Wub Wub machine, that's when the big destruction started. Superman did that. He did that. It's like he killed hundreds, if not thousands, of people before they even touched down. So, yeah. Did Superman do that? I don't know. I might have to rewatch it sometime. (laughs) 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 Fool me once, Zack Snyder. Shame on shame on you. You can't fool the fooler. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, hey, Melanie. Yeah. Why aren't you amazed? Maybe you are. Why should you be amazed? <laughs> okay. Well, I decided to go a little light this time since it's been a while. Um, and I just wanted to share this because it made me chuckle. Uh, so there was a study, and you'll never guess what. Um, heterosexual men find attractive women with erect nipples more uh, positive, deserving of altruism, and they expect good interactions with them, especially in interactions that involve um, like greater physical presence. So they did a study to find out if how get how men feel about women, attractive women, they were all attractive with hard with not they don't say hard, they say with erect nipples versus non-erect nipples. And you'd never believe it, but yeah. They seem to like them more. They, they, they're more, never believe it, huh? <laughs> they're more positive. They're more willing to help them, especially if they have to be closer to them, and um, and they think that they're just all around good people. So I'm gonna be going around without a jacket from now on. I think that's that's how you should be made today, because people <laughs> spent spent time and money is uh, from uh, college. I was in New York. Say, that's the part I'm amazed by. Like, yeah, yeah. Psychologists yeah, spent time and money doing this. I mean, I'm not surprised by the results. How? Where did they do the study? It was in at State University of New York at Oswego. Are they going to do it again? They've actually done three studies <laughs> on it. Three. Why? Why? <laughs> I know why. Who's doing the studies? They're like, all right, what? If this is a controlled test, then why do we have a, why are all their nipples erect? Um, <laughs> no, they, they, they did men and women and women actually, for some reason, women had more positive um, perceptions of them, but they didn't necessarily want to help them as much as men did. And they also didn't want to, this is another part of it. I didn't mention uh, the men also believed um more strongly that women with erect nipples should be included in their social groups. And women didn't feel that way about women with erect nipples, but there you go. Hey, Paul. Um, I'm sorry. This is totally off topic. Uh, Paul, is that information that you just messaged me? Is that something you can say publicly yet? Or is it since you haven't like recorded it, don't want to <laughs> say it till it's done and confirmed anyway. Um, it, can I respond to Matt? Real Please. Quick? 
Yes. Maddie D says, why is the test being done at a strip club? It's not being done at a strip strip club. It's being done inside. If it were done being done in a strip strip club, you wouldn't be able to tell necessarily. There'd probably be pasties and things involved. Um so yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the things that one of the I I do love me some science, but one of the things that I hate about it is when they waste their time on stuff like this or building a working larynx of a three hundred thousand year old subhuman species so we can know what it sounded like. And I'm like, why do we need to know what it sounded like? I really don't get it. But you know. Right. You know, knowledge is never a bad thing, I suppose. I mean I'm more interested in this nipple thing. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's it seems yeah. It seems more pointless than the Lyrnix thing. At least that's like we want to find out something about history, kind of. And this is just like nipples. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. I mean, it has, I'm sure it has some small psychological benefit, but I don't really think they needed a, a whole study, a whole three studies, in fact, to figure this out. All right. So this is, welcome to Bullspit Hour, where we promote Paul's podcast. Uh, so we mentioned the release the Snyder Cut book, which is apparently what it's being referred to as is the release the Snyder Cut book or whatever. Um, Paul had said it was written by one Sean O'Connell, and he knows this because he is supposed to be interviewing him next week. So if you are curious about the release the Snyder Cut book, uh, go to go to go to electronicmediacollective.com, look up Bullspit with Moose or just Bullspit with Moose. And uh, that'll have links to where you can subscribe to his podcast. But beyond the Snyder Watch for that interview. Yeah, beyond the Snyder Watch for that interview. Paul, don't tell him about us. <laughs> <laughs> we're fine. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, he can do what he do. He's, he, listen, he can do what he's doing over there. Um, we, yeah, ain't, we ain't judging. Fine. We just like to poke fun it's at fine. the whole Snyder Cut thing in general because it's such a weird drug out ongoing you know what though i think this guy probably agrees that it's a weird drug out ongoing like saga he wrote a freaking book about it so whatever don't tell him about us <laughs> it's just another place where the faces are so cold <laughs> you're looking up lyrics now aren't you i know you are i know it you don't know that much bon jovi no, I don't. Okay. Who does? What kind of monster does? No, Bob well, probably doesn't even. You know, if their faces are that are that cold, I bet something else is a little stiff, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a cowboy. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh... <laughs> two hours and 13 minutes. I told you it'd be a short one. Yep. God, we can't do it. We can't, we can't do it I'm, at all. I'm no. going to try, if I remember, and I decide to waste the time to do so, I'll make a, like a little application or something that's a, just simple countdown timer. But I'm gonna, but the key is I'm going to tie it into our video feed so that when the countdown ends, it just is annoying sound then. So that we have to stop. So we have to stop, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I'll just hit reset and we'll keep talking like I It's did recent reads. It's recent reviews, man. It's... yeah. Oh, that's where, yeah. What have we been watching? That's where it gets us. Yeah. It's my <laughs> life. 
All right. Well, that's all I got. Anybody else want to mention anything before we go? Hey, uh, go check out Ben's TikTok. It's Danny O'Manny1987. Uh, I say that because he's pimped us a bunch on there, and he probably has more viewers than we do. So yeah, check yeah, out ch- check out that guy, Daniel Manny, straight up legit. And tell mm-hmm. his commenters about us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell him, tell him we sent you because he'll be like, oh, yeah. He's probably told you more about us than we've told you about him so far, and that's mm-hmm. not fair. No, you're right. <laughs> He does he does fun videos too. Mm-hmm. Um good call. All right, well. Oh wait, real quick, I'm sorry. Just fine. For in the future, and hopefully before we're dead, if my nieces ever listen to this, happy birthday. Okay. Now hey, we can go on. Yeah, yeah today is Belle's birthday, her niece. Not the one that I feel is too young. Not that I should have any say, but I feel is too young to watch uh Promising Young Woman, the other one. Mm-hmm. Who that is appropriately aged. Have you watched it with her yet? No, we decided to watch um, Freaky. Freaky instead, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a more fun movie. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, thanks for have... getting seven years itchy with us. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I know our podcast anniversary thing this year has been like, man, in the past, Jesse b- bought us a shout out recording from Doctor, from the Doctor. Yeah. And like we used to do things, uh, but you know what? Those weren't seven year itch years. Right. (laughs) Like most (laughs) anniversaries, we used to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) Uh, Our hardcore listeners, we definitely make them catchy or something. We give, we infect them with something because they all stick around and love it. So it's true. Thanks, guys. We love you too. Yeah, thank you. Hashtag release the 100. I love, <laughs> dude, he's been hitting us with that every episode for the, the 100 watch <laughs> for uh, several episodes now. The secret is we are the 100. Listen, <laughs> I, I can say this it exists. <laughs> it, it, it does. At maybe, least. It's all, maybe, is it, maybe it has existed all along. And it's maybe it's completed even. It's not. You're gonna need two million dollars. <laughs> yeah, you tell you tell Warner Brothers to give us a bunch of money. We'll we'll have that thing. We just right need, up for you. We just need a little bit of that and some Jared Leto, and we'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But he was in it all the whole time. I swear. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <sighs> Been around you since Spider Now because we're on oh. video, so like Maddie D we says, just his voice. Sorry. Maddie D says, been around since Spider Buggy. Yep. I don't know why that, but that episode in particular, I think we were talking about Old Man Logan. Yeah. I still vividly remember sitting, uh, recording that episode. And I, of the hundreds, yes, more than a hundred, hundreds of episodes we've recorded. I don't know why that sticks in my mind so much. That was such a fun episode. And we had Mm -hmm. so many like crazy I don't know, asides because it's such a crazy book. There's a Venom yeah. T-Rex in that book. There's like <laughs> the abomination, which sparked thanks. Abomination. Actually, and I don't, I don't even think we went with spider buggy for the episode name that we went with. Thanks. Abomination. Which yeah. I, yeah. In retrospect, it's like, dude, who's going to listen to that? But whatever. 
<laughs> hey, go to oh, the Grolix podcast with its catchy titles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. The last couple, I've been, I've been struggling a little. Uh, go to GrolixPodcast.com if you want. Revisit the go visit the archives. Click uh, episodes and search up uh, Abomination. Thanks, Abomination or Old Man Logan. I think was the episode we were talking the book we we're talking about. It's a fun episode. Mm-hmm. And that is that's years ago now, so that's an early one. Yeah. Also, there's some whatever. There's mis- There's like interesting time shenanigans in some of those early episodes that uh, might be surprising to people. Okay, one yeah. episode, but whatever. Yeah. Well, and there's there's some there's some important things if you believe that the 100 cut exists. Right. You may need to know those things. Mm-hmm. It does. It, it might have existed since episode like 27 or something also if you believe the 100 episode uh the 100th episode exists uh you might also believe that i read uh volume one of exo manowar which if we ever did have a poll list if that ever truly existed uh that might have been one of the final polls what's that you mean that thing on the website that still occasionally gets votes? And I'm like, oh, God. I'm not sure that ever. <laughs> the one on the website that I thought I removed, except I seen it on a sidebar of some random page one day. And I was like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> it's, still, it's still there. Why, why can't I quit you? <laughs> oh, Broke back sidebar. Oh. Speaking, speaking of fan service, I think our show is just nothing but fan service for like two fans or one <laughs> fan that has actually been around since that yeah, long yeah. to know what we're talking about yeah at this uh, point yeah matt's the only one who knows what we're talking about now he yeah. says i missed the pull list yeah well hey everybody Th- thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> hashtag in the past <laughs> oh, oh that's oh. salt with a ton of salt right there hashtag in the past i you know what i i haven't read any comics for the last week or so but i have, i'm serious i've like i said i said it i was like as soon as they start they bring back swamp thing i'll start reading comics again swamp thing they got a new swamp thing book this month so yeah. i i have read some and uh yeah, how is that? Because it looks weird. Like it's like they it made the swamp thing. Like, oh, I need to. I just don't it's like know. They made like, a symbiote or something, right? I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's definitely a different thing. Like, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure it's a different character, which is fine. You can do that with Swamp Thing, right? And Alec Alec Holland's kind of the best, but even he wasn't technically the original Swamp Thing. So, right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't checked it out yet. So, uh, I will. I'll try. I'll, yeah, we're we're gonna keep moving forward. Hopefully, that will me- mesh in with some of our past um, goals at some point. Yeah, and I mean, then it's gotta collide at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Working on it. It's twenty twenty one. We're looking forward. Yep. All, All right. right. Good episode. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, everybody. Have a good weekend or yep. a good week if you're listening on the audio podcast. Spring break. Go crazy. Woo! Woo! Flash your nipples. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com. 
slash live. Somebody's getting canceled. Uh, <laughs> I might have to edit some streams, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I stopped myself. You did, and I'm proud of you for that. She was halfway there, living on a prayer. <sighs> uh.